Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. have a very special guest today, Lloyd Kofi Foster, a Ghanaian-American visual artist born in Washington, D.C. Foster's work are inspired by personal experiences, memories, and ancestral curiosity. Foster uses authentic perception to capture daily life through photography and film. Foster works has been exhibited at the National Geographic Museum, BWI Airport International Art Gallery, the Textile Museum, and many more places. We welcome you to the podcast and thank you for coming. Just want to thank you again. Take me on a small journey on your background and how you became an, uh, a photographer. Uh, hmm. All right. So I would say um, I've always enjoyed looking at photographs since I was younger since I was a kid um you know yeah I always enjoyed looking at them uh, my earliest memory with photography was at the age of 12 um when I was 12 I went to Disney World with my uh, cousins yeah I went to Disney World with my cousins uh and my mom before I went she gave me a disposable camera and I pretty much tried to photograph that experience the best I could mm. and um yeah, you know, as, as a young 12-year-old. And I remember, you know, photographing, photographing the water slides, things like that. Uh, but when I got home, I ended up losing the cameras. And I was like, I ended up lo- like looking for it for many years, like in storage crates. But I would say that would be my earliest, like, kind of moment with photography. But then, um, like, fast-forwarding a couple of years, or not even a couple of years, maybe like, I don't know, five or six, seven years later, um, I decided to actually um buy my own camera myself so i remember i was like working at target over the summer and um like really working hard to just try to purchase my first dslr because i was looking at these photographs and i'm like wow like you know photographs that i would see of other people taking i'm like wow like you know i would want to do that too um mm-hmm. so yeah around that time when i got my dslr i just kind of started exploring and seeing what I had an interest in. So a lot of my photographs like starting out were probably of uh, friends or like at parties. Um, um, but then g- gradually, uh, I would say just upon like traveling and um, seeing different sites, um, I kind of had a better idea of like what photographs I wanted to share with the world. And um, I mean, today, a, a lot of my photographs are probably like the photographs I would say I would, I would, I'm most proud of um, are in like West Africa or mm. Africa in, in general. Um, and, you know, um, about in 2015, I went to Ghana for the first time. Um, and that's where I'm, so I'm Ghanaian American, both of my parents are from Ghana. And when I went to Ghana for the first time, I think my eyes just really opened up and, um, you know, a lot of what I've seen as a child here in the States um, and also what I've, I've probably learned of like my heritage or Africa, um, I realized that I could 
capture that with my own eyes and share them with others. So mm. that's, uh, yeah, that's like kind of, I guess, a quick story of some of my background with like how I'm doing the work that I'm doing today. That's amazing. So um, what was your first DSLR? Was it a Canon or Nikon? Yeah. My very first DSLR was, yeah, it was a Canon XSI and uh, it didn't have any video. It was just photographs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I bought that. Yeah, I bought it um, maybe like the summer of 2000 and I think 11 or so. And I remember taking one photography class in, in college uh, my senior year and for undergrad, from undergrad, my senior year. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, just really, I remember there's also two, I had two friends on campus at the time. I went to, from my undergraduate degree, I went to a small school uh, called, well, I shouldn't even say a small school, but it was a small school called St. Francis. And um, there, I had two friends on campus who, uh, Michaela and David, and they would, they were like the kind of some of my early inspirations too, like photographing. And I would see them, you know, taking pictures with their can or their Nikons and um, like posting to Facebook. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, then just kind of getting inspiration from them and then trying it myself. And also with that photography class, but yeah, it was, it was a, pretty much my first uh, camera was a Canon XSI. And uh, I just had like the kit lens. And then once I bought a 50 millimeter, um, I was able to kind of just get another view. I yeah, as well. I can definitely agree. Um, growing up as well, my mother used to order um the National Geographic magazines, mm. and they usually show like faces from all over the world, India, Africa, what yeah. have you, and um that kind of drove my love for like por- portraiture and and yeah. stuff like that, and um. I think my first DSLR was a Canon T2i. <laughs> okay, yeah, I had the T3i. Um, the T2i, did that have a video on it? Or I think so, but it it, it wasn't very good quality at okay. all. I think it was like yeah. below 10, 10, 20 or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. um, how would you describe your photography style? Mm, I would just say it's, uh, I feel like I'm growing into having a, a few different styles, but um you know when i photograph on the street it's just it's very natural i like the um you know or even even when i'm doing portraits in the studio too i just like to kind of represent people as they are like you know if i'm doing a shoot in this in the studio i might just say like you know come as you are um but yeah a lot of a lot of times it's just you know me kind of uh seeing a moment something that uh kind of sparks in my head Mm. and saying, you know, I feel like this would be a great moment to capture, um, you know, not only to share with others, but even, you know, imagining the actual person that I'm photographing, if they were able to um, see this natural moment or this tender moment, um, you know, (laughs) kind of saved, um, but taken respectfully. So, yeah, I guess I would just describe it as, um, you know, so yeah, just very, very natural. Um, a lot of times too, I think I gravitate to photographs that remind me of moments of my own childhood. Like mm-hmm. it may be, um, you know, it may be a, a mother with her, her child, um, you know, walking on the beach or, you know, wherever um, or, or caring or you know, maybe a father 
um, walking with their two daughters. And, and I don't know, sometimes when I see those moments, they, you know, they might, that might remind me of me walking on the lake with my mom when I was younger. I mean, mm. but yeah, just certain things that kind of, um, kind of grab my attention, I would say. I know being from um, the DMV area, um, we have one of the highest populations of, you know, Africans um, living here. And um, I grew up with a lot of Africans and, and went to school with a lot. And it was kind of, we were kind of similar, but different in a sense, you know, with parenting, parenting was like extremely strict mm. with my friends, you know, you either had to get all A's and B's if you got well, all A's, if B's were never good enough. Yeah. And um, you had to be either be a, a doctor or a lawyer. Um, how supportive uh, were your parents um, when you decided to pursue art? Hmm. I would say uh, it took them some time to kind of understand it fully. But um, I think I definitely have that support um, now. But but starting out, I think even myself, I, I wasn't fully... I probably honestly didn't really fully believe. Um, I don't say that I could just, you know, pursue this full time, but yeah, in a sense, you know, I think I was kind of, um, I was kind of just like prolonging, prolonging the journey in a sense, but uh, yeah. Cause I mean, uh, prior to like me now, I'm, I'm currently, I'm currently in, in grad school and I'm, you know, studying uh, you know, studio art, but okay. Yeah, prior to that, um, I was working. I was working in IT. So like this, maybe like last year or two years ago, that was the first time that I was actually um, just working on art full time. It was always just kind of on the side, or like I would, I would photograph after work or on the weekends or whenever I, I travel. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think there were probably definitely some moments where, um, you know, my dad was probably a little bit shocked just with me, you know, purchasing cameras and they would come to the house and like, mm. you know, these cameras cost a lot of money, a lot of money, you know? Um, but also kind of how you said with doctors and, and lawyers, uh, or, you know, that's definitely, um, I guess something that in the African community, that is pretty, you know, common, a common uh, profession for people to kind of pursue. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, I, I feel like, I, I feel like right now, I feel like I'm doing what I'm kind of born to do. I think, you know, as far as like those particular professions, uh, I just it wasn't really in me all the way. I think also when I was, when I was a kid, I did want to, you know, I did think about, you know, possibly being a doctor, you know, I, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm really answering that. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, do you remember your first time? I'm not sure how you go about this, but like booking a shoot and how was that process like? Mm. First time booking a shoot, I'm trying to uh, draw back a little bit. Um, I mean, a lot of the earlier um, people I would photograph would be just like 
family and, and friends, uh, mm. you know, um, but okay, actually, I think I remember probably just like a friend reaching out to have some uh, like model headshots done, not even model headshots, but headshots for um, like their acting portfolio. Mm. And I mean, I think just realizing that, you know, photography is a way that I could make money on the side. To me, it was at the, at that time, it was just like, all right, I can make extra money on the side. Um, I probably wasn't 100%, you know, sure that I could, uh, do it at a super high level, but they also had that trust in me. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, before when I was shooting earlier, um, especially with gigs, it would always be with like a digital camera. Mm -hmm. So I was just pretty sure, pretty much like make sure to take as many photographs as I could and get back to it, like, you know, review those photographs and edit them. Um, and I think, you know, since those earlier moments, my patience and my photographic styles changed a bit. Yeah. Um, like for, I guess, personal work and even a lot of client work, I'm probably primarily using film. And I think when I'm, when I am using film, I'm taking my time and thinking about, the photograph um in its entirety and trying to make sure that i'm getting that shot that uh i could be proud of but also the client as well um so yeah i would say from now until like my earlier moments um it was more so like shoot 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 and hope to get a lucky shot versus mm -hmm. <laughs> now it's mm -hmm. like all right i'm looking in, i'm looking inside the viewfinder and i know i have that shot let me take it. So, yeah. There's a extremely large difference between digital and film because film, you only get a certain number of, uh, of frames. So yeah. you have to sit down take your time and really conceptualize what you want to shoot before you actually shoot it. So I definitely agree. When did you um, com convert to film? Like, are you a full-time film photographer? Like, you don't do digital at all? Uh, I'll do digital for gigs sometimes mm. uh yeah but honestly primarily like throughout the year I'm, I'm using uh just film if i'm ever taking photographs and like when mm. i travel i'm traveling with rolls of film um getting a hand checked and i'm bringing them back as well so um but i would say i made that switch or i started experimenting with film uh maybe i think it was about 2000 and 12 2013 uh mm. yeah i had bought a, a canon a1 off of craigslist uh, and that was that was my first film camera um and it came with the 50 millimeter lens and anytime at the time i was working i was working at urban outfitters and i remember like i would bring that camera with me and like after work or even before work like around georgetown or just on my way on the metro on the commute i'd always just like take yeah take photographs of uh you know people in washington dc sometimes candid sometimes i would you know urge up the courage to ask people um so yeah that was that was also very um like those are very like pivotal years for me in my photography journey because um you know i'm so i'm from prince george's county maryland but i think when i came back from um college which is my colleges in pennsylvania 
Mm. At the time, when I came back from college, um, that was kind of my time to explore DC a, a lot more than I did when I was younger. Um, so having my camera uh, definitely helped me with that. And you know, with the film camera as well, I was very cautious of like what shots I was taking. Mm, yeah. Um, my first film camera um, that was passed down to me was an Olympus Pro, mm-hmm. like a real small one um, yeah. that was in the family. And um, I mean, it's an old rinky dink camera, but yeah. just sitting there and taking the time out to load the film and, yeah. and, and, and composing a shot. And sometimes you get it, sometimes you get, don't, especially when you're fresh. Exactly. Um, it's a euphoric feeling. Um, do you develop your own uh, film? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I have. I'm capable of doing it, but mm. a lot of times I honestly send it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and it's it's interesting too because there's there's certain roles of film where, um, to myself, I feel like they're so personal that mm. I do feel like I have to develop them myself. Uh, but the majority of the times, um, I guess to also save time, um, I'm, I'm sending it out um, elsewhere. Mm, okay, okay. So from your point of view, what makes a good picture? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, and, you know, I think I think that depends on the, the person um, you know, everyone has different styles also, you know, I think with myself, um, some of my, like what, you know, the pictures that I may be interested in or, or gravitate to, um, those may also be based off of some of the like photographers that I've admired from the past, um, you know, but I think with a, a good picture comes, you know, it's just in a general sense comes uh, composition, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lighting, uh, of course, the subject, uh, the subject that definitely helps. And if you can, in a sense, a story, because I think, you know, there's there's certain photographs, uh, you know, especially from the, I'll say from the past, there's certain images that, um just by looking at them you could kind of just tell uh a lot about a person or a scene or a place um Mm -hmm. you know so just all those things kind of um put together i think would make a a good image to me Um, but again too there's so many different types of photography right so you know landscape and portraiture um there's probably different things that um, take to different people also but mm-hmm. yeah when i've um looked at some of your work on uh your homepage or your website you. um i've noticed a very very great work first thank of you, all but you. i've noticed um a lot of contrast mm-hmm. you know and a lot of like natural light yeah um, do you mostly work with natural light or do you use any like outside light sources Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, predominantly natural light. Mm. Maybe about, honestly, about just 20, 
excuse me, like 18 or 19. I think that's when I really just started uh, experimenting more with uh, just studio lights, lighting, mm. just myself. Uh, but even with that, just a very um, simple setup. But yeah, I think, you know, because like a lot of my photographs, I'm just working with myself, not so much like a, a team and all mm. that. I just, and also just capturing moments as they are, I just kind of um, gravitated to just using the natural light source, um, you know, carrying my, having my light meter mm. you know, when needed um, and just getting the, the photograph that way. And, and it's really just, really just uh, focusing on the moment more so. Uh, yeah, focusing, like my main focus has always kind of been just on the moment because, you know, the moment could slip away from you at, at any time, um, especially if you're taking a photograph on the street or, um, you know, at, at a special event, whether it be like a, a birthday or a funeral, like mm -hmm. you don't get those moments back. So it's it's just, it's really just been more so on that. Okay, okay. Um, how important is gear to you um i know being a, a photographer is an extremely expensive career choice yeah. to pursue you know uh, a lot of new photographers um put more focus on the high price tag gear yeah. like let's say uh, a sony a7 III or whatever yeah. um but how important is gear to you and um how do you go about um I guess, investing in certain gear that you want? Uh, yeah, so I do think that it is actually important, you know, to a degree. Mm. I know people say that it's not, but it is to a de degree. Um, I think especially once you find out what works for you. Um, as I'm dealing with, you know, these film cameras, you know, these are cameras that already exist and the lenses, they don't change too often. They don't, they're not really making new lenses for these cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, but like personally, I've been using the same uh, setup for probably at least four years, if not maybe four or five years, actually. So um, I'm, I'm using a, like a, I have for my 35 millimeter when I'm traveling, I use a, a Leica M6, which nice. yeah, it's like it's an investment, right? Mm -hmm. But then I'm also just I'm using a 35 millimeter lens, so I'm using that lens always. So that's kind of like the lens that I'm looking out of. But I, I've also have used like a 50 millimeter, but you know, I think it, I think it also just depends what you're, what in particular you're trying to shoot or capture, you know, but for myself, I think because I've been using that setup for quite some time, it's, it's kind of um, added towards my particular style. Yeah. It's like second nature in a sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can, I can see through that lens. I remember um, after there was a time I, didn't have that lens. Um, and I ended up, uh, I think purchasing a, a 50 millimeter and it was different looking through it. Like I was seeing, mm. it was almost like I was seeing like life differently through that lens, like the 50 millimeter. So it, it has an, an impact, especially if you're using it after a while. Um, 
and then you know primarily for if i'm going to be shooting 120 i might have a, a 80 millimeter lens but mm. yeah i think it i think it, it does matter to, to a degree because um even as you're talking about like your olympus camera that you had passed down each camera is going to give you a different look so i think also mm -hmm. it's the duty as a photographer to see what works for you um and then also thinking about you know, other factors as well um as like price tags because sure you know when i had that 35 millimeter i could have also continued getting a lot of different lenses and mm -hmm. which which isn't a problem but um you know just it's expensive so i'm about to um, say it is a problem <laughs> with like a lenses yeah 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 so i didn't even yeah so even the lens i got was um it's not a, a like official like a lens uh mm. but yeah exactly though but they can they can cost that much you know yeah it's a zeiss lens but yeah mm. Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products. Handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet. Okay. Um, how do you make a successful career in photography? Mm. Say, and yeah, success is always something <laughs> that's up to the, the 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 person, you know, the individual. I think I'm I'm always happy. Um, I guess my goal or one of my goals is just. Uh, capture beautiful moments in time um you know capture moments uh that others can see in the future uh mm. in in the u.s abroad and africa moments that people can be proud of um so just in that you know without even getting into anything monetary that's just to me that could be classified as you know success so i think you know with that in particular you know that's that's uh yeah it's kind of like that's that would be success in in, in my eyes um or did you or did you mean success in another way yeah. um whatever you yeah, just whatever. find it yeah. yeah yeah i think it's just as, as long as you're happy with what you're doing and uh mm. And that's you're getting joy out of that and um you're able to share that with others and you're okay with it like once it's out there in the world sounds pretty successful you know nice nice but yeah i mean but there's always i think even you know even with that it like our ideas of success can continue to grow mm. and um 
and you know our art as long and also i think it's important as our, our art grows and we're able to share it with uh different people or different places um you know that's also important as well for, for me but yeah so um can you explain your workflow like from beginning to end if you have like a specific concept you want to pursue like how do you go about that yeah hmm sometimes i mean ideas just kind of <laughs> it was just like comes to me like in my head and i'm like um maybe just related to something i'm i'm, I'm thinking about and uh you know, currently current events, or it could be even something based on my childhood. I'm like, hmm, how can I, uh, how can I, you know, express myself? Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I can kind of give an example. Uh, this, uh, yeah, like this, this actually, this, uh, this past summer, this past summer and an idea came to my head, actually an idea that I had even in the past, uh, like maybe almost six months ago or so, but, or six months, like in the beginning of the year. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, so like one of my recent, um, conceptual pieces, I staged, um, a young, a young man and, uh, I staged a young man and it was about third, one of my, my, close friends, little brother, he's like 13. Mm -hmm. And I staged them around a wrestling ring. And in the wrestling ring, there's, um, there's like professional, there's like, uh, maybe like three or four professional wrestlers from the WWF. Mm -hmm. And, um, in that, in that ring, you have, um, one wrestler who's big boss man. I don't know. Were you a wrestling fan by any chance? Yeah, I was, I was a little wrestling okay. fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, growing up, I was like a, a big wrestling fan, mm -hmm. but yeah, there was like one, there was one wrestler, a big boss man. And then I had another wrestler, uh, D'Lo Brown. Then mm. I had Mark Henry and there's another, and I think I also had the rock. I also had the rock. So, um, big boss man, he was, <laughs> he was like a police officer and character. Mm -hmm. And you had D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, and The Rock. They were actually in the Nation of Domination, which was starting out, it was kind of like, I would say, uh, majority Black, like, wrestling group, in a sense. And they yeah. all, uh, yeah, they <laughs> they were in the group. Yeah, the Nation of Domination. So was this after the Attitude Era? Like, uh, uh, This might have been before I, I don't know i would i would say this is like well the nation of domination i want to say it's like 97 six okay. I don't know. that was like when the rock was still yeah, just, yeah he was he wasn't he probably was still like rocky mavia or something like that but yeah mm -hmm. around that range but anyway um it was staged like i staged it with uh the kid looking looking directly at the lens and mm -hmm. There's the rock sliding in, and then you have Big Boss Man. It's like two wrestlers, uh, like Big Boss or three Big Boss Men, three police officer characters um, in each corner, and then you also had a wrestler on the ground. I believe that was Mark Henry. Um, but yeah, so that actual um, moment, I was kind of um, it was inspired actually by. Uh, yeah, it was inspired by some of the events that were going on in uh, from the protests over the mm -hmm. summer. You know, I was I was like in reflection over that, 
And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, in a subtle way, even drawing back to my own childhood, just thinking about what um, what some of the children are thinking about with certain, you know, events happening mm. in the world or even particularly like the protests, but even um, going back to my childhood and redrawing on um, my own um, recollections with um, just like conversations that I had with my mother mm. about representation. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot, but uh, yeah, I think the, the concepts just, um, they just kind of happen and uh, I figure out ways to um, challenge um, what people may think of it, but just through different ways, I guess. Yeah. So is it important to you as an artist to reflect current situations? Uh, yeah. Um, it, it is when it's, when I, when I feel compelled to, when it's not forced, mm-hmm. I don't want to force it, you know, with, with that um, in particular, I felt like it was, that was all I was, you know, I was experiencing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where I think we all were experiencing it just like on our, on our phones, um, you know, being in the DMV at the time I was in the DMV and being not that, you know, being in Prince George's County, not that far from DC where a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, protests were happening. Um, yeah, it's just really just when I feel um, compelled to, because um, yeah, we, we do, I think with other, as artists, we do have a, a voice. Um, we all, I, mean, I guess everyone has a, a voice to, mm-hmm. to a degree, but an artistic eye. Um, so yeah, um, when I can, or when I feel compelled to, I definitely um, choose to do so. Has this um, COVID uh, era that we're living in now, um, has it helped your art or did it take away from it? Mm, I think, just, yeah, I think there's a lot that I've I learned from. Um, yeah, at the time, I would say it. Um, I mean, because it's kind of hard being motivated to do anything yeah. when you're stuck in the house 24-7. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, I think it, it just kind of forced me to um, think of different ways to to work <laughs> work things mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, it's 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 been the, um, I guess a process, but overall, I mean, it's it hasn't been all bad. Even I think even just the being able to just kind of take a step back from working working um Mm -hmm. has been beneficial as well um but yeah i mean even 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 through i guess the covid like i said those times i was taking a step back i was out of the studio for quite some time Mm. um i wasn't you know there were probably travel times that i travel um yeah yeah travel plans that i had in towards the beginning of the um covid that didn't happen uh but it's there's it's it's been it's been working out though it's okay i think even um you know outside of the artistic stuff there's um i've probably been maybe more in tune with myself or even Mm -hmm. you know growing closer with family um, things like that have been you know blessed so it's not all bad 
Yeah, I definitely think it forced a lot of us um, to look introspective um, in a certain extent because all we do is wake, wash, and work when we don't really, we kind of lose ourselves in that. And me personally, um, it helped my creativity a lot because I can sit down and focus on things that I want to, you know, pursue and plan for them properly. But um, I think it's a blessing and a curse, you know? Yeah, I understand. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to put it, the blessing and the curse, which is, it's, which is a very, uh, you know, a common phrase, but no, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, there's a lot to learn from it too. How important is traveling to you um, for your art? Like, how do you go? Do you travel by yourself? Do you go with a group of people? Like, how how do you do that? Yeah, I often travel by myself, but um, most of the places I travel to, I would know somebody there. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, like, and and for what I'm, I mean, since my first trip in Ghana in 2015, I've been I've been there pretty much every year, or at least somewhere um, like in the African continent. But yeah, I mean, pretty much every year I've, I've been there since, um, and it's it's been pretty important to me because, um, of course, like a lot of the work I'm doing is there. Mm-hmm. Or even if I'm like, even if I'm not there, I'm still working off some of the work that I've done there, whether it's like editing um, photographs or like mixed media, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mixed media projects. So it's it's fairly important, and I think also just. Uh, it's it's been really beneficial, like not even just beneficial, but um, it's me realizing that there's uh, another, you know, there's there's another land, there's another place. Um, perspective. Yeah, pers- perspective. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, each I just I just went to I was in Ghana, honestly, not too long ago. Um, just a few weeks ago um and and i was good to see see some family um you know and just be on another another place in the world in the world and um mm-hmm. you know warm weather um being um just feeling like i'm at at home seeing people that look like me everywhere um mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very beneficial to mental health. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I realized too, like I have, I have family there. It's not everyone's, uh, you know, situation. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to, to be able to kind of see both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I think that's the only um, downfall. Well, I don't want to say downfall, but disadvantage for um blacks you know african-americans in america because we only see things from one perspective you know what i mean um a lot of my you know nigerian friends or Mm. ghanaian friends they got to go home and speak their own language or they get to go to ghana every year and you know experience that yeah and um it's hard to broaden your perspective on like the world when you only see things from one lens that's it's very true and i think also with me being someone who 
Um, I mean, my first trip there was at the age of 24. So, mm. you know, before that, I was, was primarily just in the DMV. Um, you know, yeah, for the... <laughs> And yeah, for the majority of my life. Uh, but I guess I realized, yeah, as somebody from the area or somebody who grew up from here who's now traveling back, um, I, I probably have a lot of friends or just people who are able to see that other side of the world um, mm -hmm. through me. So even realizing how that's um, just an important, uh, I guess, position, important, just, yeah, it's being an important, it's, it's very important. Um, but yeah, perspective, um, it's, it's, it's everything. So yeah, I try to go back, you know, whenever I, I can, uh, um, you know, just being, especially in these times, of course, being cautious, like, mm -hmm. you know, COVID tests prior, there's COVID tests um, when I was there, when I was going back. So yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very unique time. Um, do you have any goals or ambitions to travel any other, uh, continents or countries? Yeah. I've been wanting to actually go to, uh, Burkina Faso for a while. Like when the time is right. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel like, um, yeah, guys have been telling me to, to go there. There was a time, there was a time where I had a, a layover. Um, yeah, I had a layover going from Ghana to, um, yeah, it was going from Ghana. No, no, I'm sorry, actually, it wasn't in Ghana. I think I was in, it was like in Paris on my way to Ghana, but I want to say mm -hmm. we stopped in uh, Burkina Faso. And I was, I was, it was there and I was like reading a letter that a friend had sent me. I had a, a dear friend who used to send me letters and we would, I would, uh, yeah, we'd like we would send letters back and forth. It was really cool, mm -hmm. and um, I just decided to read that letter at this time, and um, I can't really remember one hundred percent like what it said per se, but it was something along the lines of like, "Dear Lord, I hope that you find, um, I, I guess, like maybe God helps you find the joy you need with your art or your." Mm -hmm artistic ability something of that nature and i'm reading this um it was one of those layovers where you're still kind of grounded on the uh you're, you're still outside you're not necessarily like you know you didn't go in the airport and i'm reading this and it was and this was uh maybe two or three years ago i mean this this was everything that i was uh, kind of feeling or dealing with um, at the mm. time and i just started really getting emotional and i was like wow like i'm looking outside i'm seeing Burkina Faso, I'm seeing like, um, you know, just the roads, dirt. I'm just thinking, I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. I think I have to come back here. So mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it was it was one of those moments. So I do, I do feel like, um, you know, that's that's the place that I, I want to go sometime. But then also, um, yeah, I mean, I just I just want to travel where um, where I feel like God. <laughs> kind of takes me, but also even exploring other parts of Ghana as mm -hmm. well, like the different regions, northern region, um, western region, just different places within. Um, and yeah, um, but I'm, 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 I'm open, honestly. Uh, you know, even would love to go to like Tokyo one day. I haven't been to yeah. Tokyo, you know, to see what's going on on that side. Um, there was a project that I was thinking about you know just 
going to a lot of the continents and places where um, basically the the African diaspora all across the world, whether it be uh, Latin America or, you know, throughout the African continent or Americas, whatever, Europe, just showing how similar um, Africans are across the mm. world. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's... Because it, it the media tends to detach us and I want to say divide us, but it makes us seem like we have nothing in common, mm. but we yeah. all still, you know, our hearts still beat from that same rhythm, that, that same drum rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> when you said that, it made me think about the uh, very first time I uh, went to Ghana. I remember, you know, getting out of the airport and looking around, I'm seeing all these black faces and I'm feeling very warm, like, wow. But then I'm also realizing as I'm there and then like, as like my trip is going on, I'm realizing I'm seeing a lot of people that look like a lot of my friends back home, like my mm-hmm. American friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking like, man, that could be their relative, their super distant cousin or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we all are, you know, connected in, in many ways. And I think also with, with me, you know, I look at with, uh, with Black people as, you know, African-Americans, like Ghana, the continent, it's like it's just as much as their home, you know, to mm-hmm. check out and see and explore as, as it is. Like we're all one. So I definitely always encourage um, folks to, to go and, and you know, like you said, with perspective to check that out whenever, if they have the chance, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, I think as we, as we, as we travel more, um, I guess, I think maybe the term is our world grows. So is it larger? I guess mm-hmm. maybe it's larger. Yeah. But, you know, also just realizing how much, I, I think sometimes there's also a lot of unlearning and a lot of like want to, you know, learn and um, learn as well, learn new, you know, language. Like even mm-hmm. I've been thinking most recently, I'm thinking about like language, that kind of being like almost a superpower like you know someone's Mm -hmm. able to you know speak um you know a local language or you know even if you're saying like french for example you're now able to converse with a whole new audience of people you know so yeah yeah, um it's it's good to to see different sites if you if you have the means to to you know Mm. tell me about um your experience um, showcasing your work and um, have you sold anything? Like how do you price um, certain portraits? Yeah. Um, for showcasing my work, uh, like, you mean, as far as like the different, some of the different places or. Yeah. Like um, how do people invite you to um, showcase your work, like in, in different um, events or how does that work? Okay. Actually. Okay. Yeah, so of course, yeah. Sometimes I've I've been invited, you know, if it's a curator reaching out or a friend, mm-hmm. um, and then there's other times where I'm applying as well. I'm applying for different uh, contests or different um, opportunities for artists, or if it's a grant. Um, you know, as a photographer, there's a number of different sites that you can apply for stuff on is um mm. one of my favorite ones is like picter picter.com 
So there's like, you know, there's photographic contests and maybe that might like those particular contests may um, fall in line with the work you do. But uh, yeah. And so it kind of, it's, it's, I would say it's a, a combination of both and with uh, pricing. I mean, it's, it's always something um, sometimes I, I even, you know, kind of, I guess, I don't know, get advice with it, but it depends. Like you, you never want to, uh, it's honestly with something like a price, it's, it's up to, to you and you don't want to, you know, sell yourself short, but you also just have to be, um, realistic with whatever you're comfortable with, mm. um, you know, pricing workout at, and also giving it away. Cause, um, well, I guess with images that you can print, it's a little bit different, but just thinking about like, this is something that you took, um, that will eventually be in someone's home or, mm. you know, gallery. So just even thinking about how you can, how you're able to live with that also. Um, yeah. And well, I'm figuring it all out always. Okay. Okay. Um, I just have two more questions for you. And after that, cool. would you mind playing a quick little game called this or that? Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> down for the game. Cool. Um, do you have any advice to any photographer, um, any new photographers out there that um, want to pursue a similar career that you are doing? Yeah, if they there are they these people they're already photographers? No, just or like just started? starting out, just starting out. Just starting out. Yeah. Okay. I would say just um, you know, with with anything, you know, just start and continue to um explore and see what works for you, you know, experiment, uh mm -hmm. work um know work with uh friends and family or not well it doesn't have to be friends and family but just like you know work within your, your network mm. um reach out to people too um who you like may want to work with whenever you're you know you feel like maybe um we can create some good work together you know collaborate uh but yeah i would just say i guess the most important thing is just the um just the work, just continue pushing yourself and yeah, artistically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, what does photography mean to you? Mm. Photography is a timestamp, um, you know, mm. so whether it's a, um, a portrait or even, you know, a landscape, photograph um it's just it's a, a stamp in time at the moment and it's one that you know past my time here past your time here it's uh something especially if it's uh you know printed it's something that um will live on it can live on past us and others mm -hmm. will have a um, idea of you know what that particular thing or person um was at the time so yeah, I would just classify it as a timestamp. Great, great. All right, here comes the game. The game is called <laughs> This or That. You can only choose uh, one, and the whole world depends on these answers. 
right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, forgive or hold a grudge and why? Uh, hmm, forgive. Uh, life is very short. Mm. Uh, I think sometimes too, like, Am I supposed to explain or should I explain? <laughs> I mean, a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, life is yeah, life is short is a is a short answer. But um also just sometimes, you know, as time passes, some of the things that you may have held a grudge with may not even be of importance to you anymore. But uh mm. you know, it's all a situation. I don't wanna I don't think I wanna hold on to any many grudges to life also it's like when you have a grudge sometimes it's something that kind of just to me it can kind of just weigh on you takes too much energy yeah energy <laughs> and I, mm. I don't want to i don't want even someone else with that energy towards me or even myself like because I'm, I'm trying to keep you know moving forward um so yeah it's just it's, it's too much energy required in holding a grudge <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, this is a lighter one. Root beer or ginger ale? Mm, ginger ale. Um, yeah, I think ginger ale, you know, you can also mix ginger ale with different beverages, like mm-hmm. orange juice. I don't know. It's, and yeah, it's also just, it just seems a lot lighter. So ginger ale. <laughs> mm. um, fried chicken or fried fish? Say fried fish. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, fresh. Maybe fried fish. Yeah. Mm. No chicken and mumbo. Or chicken. Actually, no, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I try to. I, I try to. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Actually, I haven't ate that much. I'm trying to eat a lot of fried chicken recently. Mm. I try to stay away from the fried foods if <laughs> I can. So that's why I'm like. Uh, but yeah, actually, probably yeah. Throughout my life, it's like you just said, the fried chicken and mumbo has probably been. I probably I've definitely made in that more probably than fried fish. But especially back in the day, clutch yeah. days, you get like four wings and some fries for like yeah. four dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've, I've definitely probably ate more <laughs> of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, idealistic or realistic? Hmm. Uh, Realistic. Um, hmm. Yeah, just realistic. I can't even describe like why. I guess just um, yeah, just being real with the situation, whatever the situation is, is important. Mm. Mm. Um. Last one. Um. Summer or winter Olympics? Mm, definitely the summer Olympics. Yeah. I mean, there's a wider range of events, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, summer, summer Olympics, uh, wider range of events. Um summer, I mean, I falls I have I have a summer birthday, so it's always um, I guess a a plus two. Um yeah, I don't even I don't, I don't really pay attention to the winter <laughs> one so much, maybe when I was younger, but um, yeah, that would be summer for me. Cool, man. Um, 
Lloyd, I just want to thank you again, man. It's been an honor to speak with you. And um, I really enjoy your craft and I'm looking forward to um, your growth for the future, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. And thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, all love. And no, it's just going to keep on going. Um, but yeah, definitely appreciate the, the platform and being able to speak with you today. Hey, family, thank you for listening to today's episode. Here is your quote of the day. Photography takes an instant out of time, altering life by holding it still. Dorotha Lange. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and have a good day, people. Peace.